This week on El Presidente, we have our executive director, Andy Gorman, on the episode. It's fast, it's thrilling. You've heard about him on previous episodes. Roll the credits. Welcome everybody to episode eight of El Presidente. This morning we are privileged to have Andy Gorman, our area director, with us. He has promised for weeks that he'd come on and we've spoke about him in previous podcasts. So he is finally here. We finally got him around the table because he's a very busy man. Andy, uh, sorry, I've got, I forgot my um, co-presenter, Mr. Kelly. He's also here with us. Say hello, Dave. Hi, Chris. Just to correct you slightly there before Andy does that, Andy's actually the executive director. Executive director. Just so we didn't get that over you there when he he, he first comes on. So the executive director for the region. Sorry, Andy, I demoted you there for a minute. It sounds like a great title. So Dave, Chris, hiya, and thanks for what you're doing. I love the podcast, so the episodes I've listened to are brilliant. Um, Executive director sounds like a great title. I'm about helping the members in BNI and helping Manchester make more money and do better business, change lives, and that, that, that's what my role is. Talking about the region, why, why did you first decide to get, it wasn't Manchester you got involved with it first and foremost, was it, why did you decide to get involved in BNI? So I joined a law firm and uh, spoke to my boss three weeks in and said, uh, I'm getting all the jobs done in about 45 minutes a day, and I've got about seven hours and 15 minutes a day waiting for the phone to ring, um, can I go and get more business? And uh, I met a... I've owned up a well-connected chap in the centre of Southport, where I live, a guy called Giles Gottig. I said, Giles, can you help me get some more business? And he said, why don't you come along to this B&I breakfast thing on a Friday morning? That's uh, So I got involved because I was looking to get more business for the B&I chapter. I didn't realise all the things I was going to get from it. We got the business, but we got so many other things. Interesting. I always find it quite inspiring when you tell your story about your first year versus second year in in BNI and uh, how much of a massive difference it made and I think it it kind of switches people's mindset because you can see the light bulb on people's switch on when you tell that little story do you want to just share that little story yeah sure so one year into BNI we had in the region of £20,000 worth of income um, and I thought that was pretty good and uh, Christian Matthews who was a director consultant sat me down and said how's it going I said great you know, I kind of felt chuffed that I'd been achieving as much as I had done. And he said, so many hours a week do you put in? And I said, well, I go to the BNI meeting every week. I even changed, we changed our holidays. We'd go on holiday for like 12 or 13 days. So I'd only miss one meeting rather than missing two. Um, plus, I put one hour in every Monday. So I'm doing roughly four hours a week. And he says, you get 20 grand from that. And I was like, yeah, how good am I? And he said, right, okay. Imagine if you put another hour in. Another couple of hours in, I was like, oh, okay, I'm maybe not as clever as I thought I was. And so year two, I mean, the business was huge. The referrals and introductions we got. So it was over 150,000 in terms of business. It was amazing. And was it as simple as just putting more time in? So you'll know the adage, you only get out what you put in. So, I mean, I didn't need to laser focus on things. I didn't, I mean, there was one particular week, and B and I, we talk about, in our chapter, we talk about giver's gain, so give, 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 and hopefully you'll receive. Mm-hmm. And so there was one particular week, I set myself the challenge, which was to bring one referral for every single member in the chapter, and the time we had... 20, that's, that's a tough feat. I, 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 I didn't manage it, so I think I brought 18 referrals. Wow. 
Um, so, if anyone wants to try and beat that, by the way, we'll, we'll gladly have you on the podcast if you beat, if you beat it. So, and this isn't about bigging me up, you know, it's about bigging up the members who've done some amazing things to help other members in BNI in, in Manchester. It is, I mean, it literally is amazing. Some life changing stories. My really small, simple one was that after a short period of time in BNI, we'd had some very good introductions. It gave me the confidence to go to my boss and ask for a Friday afternoon off so I can put my kids up from school. I was able to do that fortnightly. And, and you know, and that's sounds really small, but to me it was big and to my kids it was massive because mm. daddy's putting us up from school. Yeah, it is a big thing though, isn't it? Big, yeah. big thing. So where we are at the moment within BNA Manchester is that we are at £527 million worth of business. Uh, sorry, across the, the UK. Um, more locally, we're at £14 million in the last 12 months, which is phenomenal. We speak about this on, on podcasts regularly about the figures because a lot of people look at the figures and that's how they, they judge whether or not BNI is going to be a viable way to generate business for them. Do you want to share with everybody where BNI was in this region when you took it on? Was it two and a half years ago that you took, roughly, you took the region on? Where, where, where was the figure, the membership numbers, the amount of business generated? Yes, I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but um, approximately um, 5 million, thank you for the business, and around about 140 members in Manchester across five chapters, five groups. Um, what I would say is that now we're on, as Dave just said, 14 million, and we've got 212 members. So it's a bit of an increase in membership, a massive increase in thank you for the business. But the big thing that I always like to stress is because those stats, uh, people will do the maths and work out that it's quite a sizable amount of money per member. It's not like that. So year one membership, um, you shouldn't expect a huge amount because there's a lot to learn in terms mm. of being able to do BNI. I love a lot. And then year two is general. You're, you're year two now, aren't you? Yeah, year two now. Welcome to year two. No, thanks. Love it. So year two is bigger. And then if you think about business that continues, you know, you keep getting that business every week, every month, every year, and then you add on to a new business. So your business grows through BNI. Um, and I think one of the guys he, we're talking about has got a, an IT company, Ben, and uh, you know he, he's talking about two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand pounds a year out of BNI. But I think year one it was kind of twenty five, thirty thousand. He's just kept those and then added on every year. I know there's um, there's lots of things that have changed because I've been a member. I was a member before you took the region on for six months or so, and then when you took the region, obviously I've been a member since. There's lots of things that have changed. Is there anything in particular that you could put put down to the the success of the region in the past two and a half years? Because I know it wasn't an instantaneous thing. It wasn't like you could just click a switch and we were doing everything wrong and suddenly everything was being done better. But what do you see as the, the, the driving force behind the increasing those numbers? So years ago, I used to... Work Other than me and Chris, obviously. Well, so I'll, I'll come to that. <laughs> so <laughs> I hope you, better do, you better do. Years ago, um, I used to work for Scottish in Newcastle. And on a Monday afternoon, I used to drive from Edinburgh, where I lived, down to Newcastle, to the training centre. They had all the newbies who were going to be pub landlords. And I used to do a presentation at their dinner. I used to take along, I don't know if you remember when you were a kid, one of those things that's like um, round round things going the round hole and star-shaped things going the star-shaped yeah, 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 yeah. hole and, and the square thing goes in the square hole. And I used to use that as, a, as my presentation and say, it's all about getting the round peg in the round hole. And... Uh, I think in Manchester we've got some of the best people who are doing brilliant things and they're doing the things that they love doing. So yes, Dave, you're brilliant when I help about helping members bring visitors because visitors to chapters help people do more business. 
and you're the same, Chris, but you're also brilliant at running the meeting and inspiring people every week. It's about having the right people doing the right things. So I like to think that in Manchester we've got great people doing some pretty amazing things to help other great people. Mm. That's what I love about what we're doing. I think we've gone a, a long way in the short, even the short period of time that I've been a member of dispelling some of the myths we've been. I think BNI is now... I think you've kind of turned that corner a little bit in Manchester of the the, the negative connotations to do with BNI, and it's there is a lot of positive stories out there now. There's still the naysayers, and there always will be, which is one of the reasons why we do this podcast to kind of dispel some of those myths. But I think we've, we're starting to make a bit more of attraction. There's people who want to join BNI again or want to be interested in BNI again that you wouldn't necessarily see as members two or three years ago. Yeah, all I would say is if you've ever been to BNI. Uh, visit two and a half years ago and passed and you've not been since for whatever reason come and have another look I mean the people that are members in BNI are brilliant and they're doing great things to help other people and some of those other people happen to be members and some of them aren't and that's okay mm. but come along and have a look yeah nothing wrong with coming and have a look um, so from where we are now at 212 members 14 million pounds worth of thank you for the business and seven chapters where is BNI locally going what are the goals for the region? I'd love it to this year to be 20 million, thank okay. you for the business. And by the end of 2021, 50 million plus. And so I don't say when we get to 20 million, stop giving people business, okay? If you want to go over that, that's okay. And the same, end of 2021, 50 million, thank you for the business. Okay, and what, I, what is the vehicle that's going to get us to those numbers? What do we need to do? Well, so we need to keep running brilliant meetings. Um, we might need some more members. So I would think that um, to get to the 50 million, we might need 500 plus quality business owners or senior people in business that manage their own diary to be part of this and to share in that. Okay, sounds good. Are you confident that we're going to hit those figures? I'm confident in the team that we've got. I'm confident in you too. I'm confident in the other people. So yes, short answer is yes. Am I right in thinking that if we hit those figures, it's all down to us as a regional team and if we don't, it's all your fault? 100%. Listen, I know you joke about that, but I genuinely believe that, that if we do well in our region, I mean, we've got our, our um, in June, we've got our national conference and uh, I've been asked to do a presentation and every minute that I'm up there and all the credit I get is because of the team. We had a debate um, so for listeners, I love this. So we had a debate, Chris and I, um, a couple of weeks ago about uh, about an event and about how it was set up and how it was organised. Chris wasn't happy. But I hope at the end of that conversation, as I was walking down Princess Street in Edinburgh to pick my kids up from school, um, um, I, I stood up for my values and my opinions. You I did. hope at the end of it you believed that it was all down the team and I love my team. I paid to go on the event, though. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> but in fact, just bringing it on to, to values, obviously we have seven core key yep. values within BNI, and I really, really do believe in absolutely every single one of them. We talked um, on a previous podcast with Charlie, and he picked out, he couldn't pick one, so he, he, he got greedy and he picked two. Um, so we're going to ask you the same question. What is your favourite... Yeah. BNI core value. It's a great question. Okay, so you know, most people say give us gain because um, you know, give, give, give. If you're not a giver, don't come along to BNI meeting. And um, building relationships, I, I love the team. I love the people I deal with. Uh, I, I mean, it is amazing to have relationships. You guys and others is amazing, but, but it's not that. Um, I could talk about lifelong learning. I listen to podcasts. I go to workshops. I run the words. But it's showing sure enough now that you know all seven. But, it, but it's not going. that. Traditions, innovation, I struggle with a bit, but 
but but I like it. In terms Charlie, of in, in, Charlie, that's what Charlie chose, you know. That was his number one. That was his number one. And no oh. one, anybody had, had ever asked um, about the core values had never said that. I'm I think the one you're going to come to is the one that I would normally say, but let's go on, keep so going. The, the Chris's hot button is recognition. Yeah. So regularly I, I get, and I love it, and I genuinely thank you for pulling me up regularly in your way. It's great, but it's not that. And positivity, why would we do anything unless we were going to enjoy it? Positive, yeah. But it's not that. It's accountability. Now, I say that. Last week, we did an exercise. We had all the executive directors from the UK and Ireland together. They had to choose their favourite one. And I said, I can't choose one because I'm trying to live my life the best I can by helping as many people by following all seven values. Mm. But the one that seems to resonate the most and I get asked help for help with, I get people saying, could you hold me accountable on this? And at the, globe, at the national um, convention in June, that's what I'm standing on the stage to talk about is accountability. And I didn't think that was going to be my favourite, but I've got all these people I'm holding accountable. I've just got another one today, and I'm thinking, my diary's filled with accountability calls. So what type of things are you going to talk about at a national conference then when it comes to accountability? You have to come along and see. Uh, no, no, no. I, I would give, us, give us like a, a trailer. A trailer. Uh, so I get some Mission Impossible music in the background. Yeah. Do, 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 do. No, I mean, I just think that if, if you understand... Where you want to go and what you want in your life sometimes it's easy to just step off that trail and accountability is the sort of thing that can help you get back on it and you choose the right person to hold you accountable if it's somebody you like enough care about enough and they care about you enough they'll find it easy to hold you accountable so my, you know paul furlong and i speak monday to friday every day takes us two three minutes and we ask each other i ask him five questions he asks me five questions it's holding each other accountable. We do that like every that. day. Do you know what? It's, it's funny because we've we've been um, me and Dave have been sat in a couple of businesses recently, and the biggest, I'd say, the biggest, two biggest things, two biggest things that come up. One is sales ability and the ability to uh, network or say or, or be a salesperson, if you like. And number by number one by an absolute country mile is time management. So it comes back down to accountability, and I think actually just thought about in my head when we're doing this podcast I think one one training session that we would really value as members when it comes to accountability is a time management course or some type of time management which helps you then manage your day and your week because I think if you don't put things in your diary you don't you don't actually do them we, we, we did the exercise didn't we with the team and people were writing the, the to-do list on the notepad then not putting them in the diary. So if you say, well, I want to do my B&I hour every week, and you just put it in a, as a, well, I'll change that to Monday's B&I day, then it gets changed to Tuesday, and then it gets changed to Wednesday because you've not put it in your diary, it's just done a list. And it's, it is the number one thing, and I think when we when we look at helping members, I think uh, with accountability, because I do think it's really important, then maybe we should look at a time management. It's funny, on, I think it was episode six with Paul Fairlong about storytelling, mm. we spoke yeah. about the time management aspect and, how to be a bit more selfish with your time, and he spoke about the, uh, I think he spoke about the, on the podcast, the important, urgent, the quadrant, yeah. and the, the the most common jobs that aren't done are the important but not urgent ones, and they're the ones that tend to be sat on a to-do list somewhere and never, ever get around to no, doing. It was Charlie who mentioned it this morning. Was it Charlie? Yeah. Charlie mentioned it this morning. He was saying about he colour codes his diary. Going through it with a client earlier on, uh, sorry, last week it was, I was going through it with, a salesperson within a business, very successful business, she's very, very successful as a salesperson, but she was not prioritising the things that were important to generate a business and letting other things come in the way. And 
whereas her uh, her peers within the business are putting everything in their diary, we were holding them accountable. She was having her customer things, which she thought were the most important in the diary, but all of the other things on a to-do list at the side of a diary. And ironically, we, well, it's not ironic, I suppose, it's, it's no coincidence that at the end of the week when we tried to hold her to account, all of those jobs hadn't been done because they were on a to-do list and not in a diary. So we've made sure that she's put them in a the diary and we've just heard that she's hit most of those targets for, for this <laughs> week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so, it, so it definitely works. If you, if you look at the and accountability, it's obviously massive. It's also my favourite core value, and I think it's the fundamental reason why BNI works because you're meeting with people that you know like and trust and they're going to go out of their way to sort of service your clients first because they're going to see you every single week. You talk about the time management, so I know we've digressed slightly, but um, there's a, a workshop I was on years ago, but there's actually a video online which does exactly the same thing. So I'll, I'll outline it. So basically a teacher stands in front of a class or um, a lecture uh, and he, he has uh, this, this large bowl and he says, uh, life's really important. And the first thing you need to put in the bowl of life is the big stuff. So let's put that in. So he puts into the bowl these big rocks. So he puts them in. And then he says, um, would you say that bowl's full? And people go, yeah, that, that bowl is full. And he says, oh, hang on. There are some other things that we need to fit in that aren't as quite as important as the big stuff. So health, family, business, etc. Whatever the priorities are, they're in. So... Now we've got these smaller little grains, and we put them in. And so they might be the smaller stuff. I don't know what they are, but in your life you'll think of they're not quite so important. So he puts them in. Now sitting beside the bowl are two bottles of beer. You've seen this one, haven't you? Mm. So, he's, so he says, would you now say the bowl is, is full? He says, yeah, yeah, the bowl is full. He says, okay. So there's no room for the little stuff that isn't important because you've filled it with all the important stuff. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, sir, says one of the, the pupils. What are the two bottles of beer for? He says, well, you know what? No matter how full your diary is, there's always time for a couple of beers with your mates. Mm -hmm. And then he pours them in and they fit in through the grains of sand. I love that as an analogy, to look at your life and say, where do I want to be and what do I want to do? Right, let's put in my diary the big stuff and let's block it out. I like to put in the two weeks holiday with my kids and my wife, you know, family holiday, two weeks in the summer. And that's in. We haven't actually booked, well, we booked it now, but when we put it in the diary, we hadn't booked it. We just said, we are going to go away then. And then the other bigger stuff, our weekly or workshops that are big, get all those fitted in, and then the smaller stuff. And then, yeah, there was always time for a game of golf. Or a... So make sure you've got a good work-life balance. Yeah. We've got, a, we've got a, a good member in the region, a guy called Cornel Sampson, who some people will know. And I remember having a once one with him, and he was we were talking about time management. And the first thing he does every single week, because everything goes in his diary, all of his personal appointments go in. He does dancing and he plays a saxophone, does all sorts of different things. But before any business meetings go in, all of his personal stuff goes in. And it, he says that ensures that he always has a really good work-life balance because he prioritises the things that are in, important to him as a person. And it, I'd never looked at it that way because I had always looked and thought, I need to service what I need to within the business first to sort of enable myself to, to pay for the, the things in my personal life. But I think that, that way of looking at it is a, is a really important point to have a good work-life balance. And I suppose... It, that as a whole thing, BNI will will help all members with. Because yeah, you know, so if you put the stuff in that, that you want to do, whatever it is, right? So tell me one of the things you'd want to put in that's personal that you'd like to do. I would like to put golf in, okay. obviously, and it's let's not say something it's in there at the moment. Well, hang on. Let's say you did put it in. Say it's once every month. Yeah. Whatever. So you put it in. When you take it out, because a business thing comes along that you class is more important because it'll earn you the money to be able to pay for the golf. What does that do mentally to you when you take it out? Who's that hurting? Yeah, yeah, it's yourself, it? yeah, yeah, it's you. 
So that's not fair on you. And you're becoming a, a lesser happy person. We're supposed to be filling our life with stuff that we want to do. Mm. When you take it out, you're hurting yourself. Yeah. Put it in and leave it in, is my view. Yeah, I'm trying to do that a, a lot better. Um, so um, we've covered the, um, the core values. We've covered where you think BNI is going locally. And I'm sure we're going to hit those figures. What challenges do you think we are, we are facing currently within the region? And what, what things are you, uh, as in leading the regional team, what sort of things is that you're looking at? I know there's innovations coming in from BNI globally. BNI Passport is going to be amazing. Um, but we've been talking about mentoring and, and power teams and growing the regional team. Um, do you want to talk about a few things that we're doing regionally to help members to yeah, be, be more successful? Yeah, sure. I, I, yeah, thank you. Good question. I mean, the, the challenges, I don't think there's anything different in my world from anybody else's and BNI land from everybody else's land. It's very easy to get distracted very easy to get distracted. Stuff happens. At the moment, we're getting distracted by Brexit. I don't have any influence over what happens in Brexit. Why am I getting distracted? So many things you get distracted from. I think the most important thing um, for us to develop and help people do more business in using this great think system we call BNI is to focus on helping one person at a time. Now, we've got a member in the Olympians chapter. I'll not name her because I don't want to embarrass her, but... Um, I kind of taken her under my wing to try and help her specifically because she said, I've only been a member for a very short period of time. It doesn't seem to be working. And I kind of said, well, have you been on training yet? Which is a basic. Now, are you being specific in your weekly presentation? No. Hmm, okay. Need to maybe help you with that. Um, in fact, she wasn't. She was, didn't really want to stand up and do a weekly presentation. So, okay. So people don't really know what you do. They're not getting the chance to like you enough so they can help you. Let's work on those things. So I suppose the challenge is to not be distracted. The really simple thing is follow the system. I think it's all about getting the foundation and basics right. I think once, I mean, Charlie mentioned in his podcast, is about really improving that new member journey. But even pre to that, making sure that they're right to be a BNI member. Because I think sometimes you get people you chat to, you chat to and you think, oh, they're a really outgoing, great person. And the initial thing is, yeah, they're great for the chapter, but then you realise maybe they're not that reliable or they've not got a great network or this I think there's so many other things, so many contributing factors to who is successful and who is not successful in BNI. And I think one of those, going back to the core values, is if you, if you don't want to learn, yeah. yeah can I, kind of, I do think that if you're only joining BNI because you want more business, that is okay, but I just check of all the things you need to do to get that. It's not just to arrive... And dinner got a hundred grand this year. It just doesn't work that way. I mean, how much effort do you guys put in? A lot. What? Yeah. And are you doing okay out of it? Yeah. Yeah. It's always a dangerous question when I ask that. I mean, these are two of my clients, and if they say no on a podcast, this could no, be a but nightmare. I, but I think we've I think we've we've covered it in other podcasts that there's so many things that you can't quantify monetary wise. You know, in terms of training, um, I suppose you could put a monetary value against training, but. I think the support network, we've called it in previous podcasts, plus support network, confidence, and also what I've, I've said previously is you get such a good view of the business world when you go to BNI meetings because you see so many different sectors because obviously we have a one-seat per industry policy. So you get to see 35, 36 different business types every week and speak to them about their different challenges. So you, you don't become blinking in your business. And, and I, again, you can't put a monetary value on that really. Um, that's where I think that we 
BNI is one of BNI's biggest strengths. Is sometimes we we talk sorry biggest weaknesses. Sometimes we do talk figures too much, talk too much about money, and there's so many other USPs that we kind of get lost in the money. Mm. I I think it's all about people. I love the I love the members, you know, and and if I don't love you, it's because I don't know you enough yet. But get there, mm. you know, the amazing people, you know, which amazing people. I think of the first chapter I was ever in, and there's guys like Dave Duffy, Peter Buck, Jonathan Hall, my wife Carolyn. Those are, these are legends for me in PNI because the stuff they do to help members. You know, Jonathan's a physio, right? So I can be driving home from Manchester and phone him up and say chance you could just work on my back I haven't got a good back so whatever anyway so and he'll go yeah no problem pop in and we'll spend 45 minutes and at the end of it my back will probably be sore but I know it'll be better a couple of days later and I'll say right how much is that and he'll say I can't charge you and he'll go why not he says well, you've just coached my business for 45 minutes I was like hmm okay I'm not saying go and see Jonathan because he's free I'm just saying that's a relationship we built up over seven years I've got a bit of a bad pants. You need some sales training. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so, stuff like that that I just love. So a lot of those people still involved in B&I today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, all those ones I've just named are members from then and still members and still loving it. And yeah, Great. I mean, again, that's interesting. We're talking to Charlie about uh, retention of new members and how the longer they stay in B&I, the, the less uh, frequently those people will leave B&I. Yeah. Um, and Charlie spoke about the value of new members coming in, sponsoring a, a new member, which I'd never thought of as a as as a value to look at as to whether or not somebody's going to renew. And he said that's massive, looking at the figures that they've been going through with Tim. Um, we've got an event that we're actually running this afternoon, which is Gold Club, which um, some members may not know anything about. Do you want to explain what what Gold Club is, Andy? So it's it's a, we talked about the core values of being and one of them being recognition. So, have you heard of recognition, Chris? Yeah. So, um, sorry, Just a bit. sorry, listeners. Chris is my accountability partner when it comes to recognition. So, um, so it's a recognition event. So, people who have brought six or more um, visitors along, and those people have joined BNI anywhere in the world, and they get recognised, um, and we we give them a pin with a diamond on it for every for every six people that they have brought along uh, to BNI who've become members. Um, and it, it's just lovely because I remember when I went along to my first gold club event, I didn't really know what it was all about, but it's a, it was food and drink and being high and I thought it was probably good. Um, and it was brilliant more because the people were there. And that's always the thing I love when I go to events. But anyway, about the gold club, it's recognition of, of people have contributed. And how regularly are there going to be gold club events? Are they annual or is it as and when there's somebody new that qualifies? Yes, yeah, so we, we want to do it annually. Okay. I think when you get the best the best together, um, we need to do it regularly, a minimum of once a year. Um, we'll, we'll look at the feedback afterwards and find out, we'll find out what you think of it, because you, you guys are... We're on it. How know. many members have you sponsored now, Dave? I think I'm at 32. Yeah. I'm on 19, I think. 18. Why so few? Chris? I know, I'm, 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 I'm way off Dave at the moment, so I'm, I'm on catch-up mode. I, it's, I, I think you made a really good point there, Dave, about um, valuing the amount of business you brought to members in Manchester and the difference that that makes to people. We talked earlier about Ben, IT company, started mm. on his own, his very first B&I meeting, he had business cards and he handed out his very first business card out to somebody at a B&I meeting. Fast forward, so I, I think he's been a member six years, I don't know for definite, but I'm sure you'll correct me when he listens to this. 
but he is now turning over, to, or his turnover is about a million. He's got 250, 300,000 pounds worth of that coming through BNI. That's great, but what the heck does that really mean? That means there's 10 people employed by his company. That's 10 jobs, that's 10 lives. I love that. It's interesting. I'd not heard that that's how Ben started his business, but it's exactly the same as me. So at the point where we launched BNI Graphene, that was the same week that I launched my own business. And what's your business called? It's called Graphene as well. God, what a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Fancy that. Yeah. yeah, wrapping up this podcast, we're delighted that you uh, prioritised some time in your diary, not being on the golf course and coming out to see us. Your tan today shows me that you have been out on the golf course lots and lots, so I'm jealous. Listen, listening to the podcast while he goes around. Yeah, the first thing I'm going to do after this is book in a slot with Andy for a game of golf. Um, what we normally do is ask uh, people that we get along onto the podcast for a top tip within BNI. Obviously, the system within BNI that we follow, which is attend the meetings, have regular one-to-ones, invite visitors to meetings, attend the training workshops. If there was, if we look at say for new members coming in, because we have fantastic visitor numbers, I think are we still number one in the whole of the UK yeah, yeah. for visitors that come, in, come yeah. into uh, I BNI. That, I think Beyond might be number one. I don't. Still, I, I, we're not competitive, so why I think it's all down to the DC, if be honest. I don't, I, I don't think I've been recognised that we're probably the number one visitor region, uh, chapter in the region. But if in the, at, not in the Nutshire region, in the country. If you look at the growth that we are going to experience in the short and medium term, and hopefully in the long term, within BNI Manchester, what tips would you give to new members that may be listening to this and thinking, I want to be as successful as I possibly can in BNI? Is there anything you think you could share, any words of wisdom? I suppose that a line that we used earlier in the workshop we ran was about drinking from a hose a lot of water and you may not be able to swallow all of it and so my biggest tip when you if you're accepted into a group would be to make sure you've got the right mentor so that they can help you sip the water not drown in it if that makes sense because there's so much in BNI um get to know people like people don't expect you to suddenly make all this money in the first six months the first year it's a it's a longer term process and a bigger investment choose a mentor that, that you like enough and they can look after you and respect enough that they can look after you you've been a member for a while you're going to a lot of social events and become a better drinker as well so you'll be able to i wasn't i don't know about that but i was thinking about that when you've been a member longer then you you may decide to be the person that has that big impact on a, another new member and be the mentor for them because i think the people that mentored me and the difference it made I agree. Well, thank you very much, Andy, for uh, coming on uh, El Presidente. It's been a pleasure having you. Um, to everyone in, who's listening out there, um, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. It means that you will get an alert when the new podcast comes about. As always, please give us any feedback. We're always up for feedback, what you'd like us to cover in episodes, guests that you'd potentially want us to get on. Um, so thank you very much, and uh, goodbye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks, chance.